Amen. Well, we got some verses today, and uh, uh, that we'll we'll read. And what I'm going to talk to you about is is something that God woke woke me up. I believe it was a, a, a Saturday morning. Saturday morning, actually. Uh, 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 I really feel this is a is a word of the Lord. As you know, it's all a word of the Lord, but this is kind of a a, a focal point that God wants you know, to, to impart unto your heart this morning into our lives and, and let it be a, you know, a, a, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, a rudder. Let it be an enlightenment, uh, uh, you know, uh, let it be a sail in your life uh, as you sail the, the seas of life and life just in general. And, um, uh, I think you'll you'll understand it. It's not a complicated word at all, uh, but uh, I really feel it on my heart uh, as we prepare. Or not let me let me rephrase that. As we uh, you know work from the past toward the future. Okay, because it's very important. You know, uh, you you are not divorced from your path past. The past can have a, a, a major effect on your future, at least how you see it and how you, how you, uh, uh, you know, um, handle the past will have a lot to do with how you succeed in the future, okay? So, um, Let's get some verses up there, and, and, and I don't want them to scare you off, okay? <laughs> uh, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. How many like that? Hallelujah. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. There's a downtime there. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present. Those words are, you know, interesting. The word present, momentarily. But painful. Nevertheless, afterward. That's going to be the key word this morning. Afterward, God has an afterward. Afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. My thoughts are not coming from discipline this morning. However, that is a wonderful thing. To be the child of God. And that God, you know, watches over our lives to protect us. And so I don't want you to, you know, uh, throw this, some of these thoughts into that category alone. If, it, if it's ap- applicable, then great. But 
Uh, you'll see what I mean. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing, excuse me, happened to you. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. Amen? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. Last week, we talked about door number one and door number two. And this message this morning uh, is, you know, a... a, a promise and a, a, a benefit for everyone that has chosen door number one. Jesus being, of course, that door. Choosing door number one. But the title is called The Afterwards. After. Not before, not during, but after. We know that none of us are immune to pain. Job 14 and 1 says that man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Jesus himself follows up in John 16 and 33 and says, In the world you'll have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. If you've lived life for some time, you understand this morning that, that human life has sunshine days and it also has gloomy nights. It has both weeping and it has joy. It has pleasures, but also it has its own troubles. There are occasions for sorrow and even causes for complaint. Of course, none of you have ever done that last one. Far be it from us to complain. But the fact of the matter is, I'm not saying you do complain, the, we do find that there are causes by which we can and feel like complaint is, you know, a viable thing. In Psalms chapter 30, David, you know, uh, is facing a night of sorrow. It says, for weeping may last for the night. A night of sorrow. A terrible situation that he's facing. Yes, he is facing, you know, death. There is a sickness that has went ahead and overtaken his body. And he is at the point of dying. It says so in verse 3. You brought me up from the grave. 
you have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. It was a dark night. I'm not exactly sure the days that led up to it, but naturally speaking, we can believe that there was a, you know, a pathway. It wasn't just a one-day event. But here at this moment in time, he begins to pen, you know, this night of sorrow. He was gravely ill because it says in verse 2, I cried to you and you healed me. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now it doesn't have to be, you know, an affliction of your, just your body. But we're talking about life. Life itself can bring ills that have a, you know, a, a, a very challenging effect upon us that can raise questions and bring us some time to the precipice of complaining, doubting, questioning. The wonderful thing about the healing of God, whether it's physical, spiritual, emotional, is that, yes, he can heal, but he also can heal without scars. He is such a major, great healer that he can heal without scars because he's the one that has the scars that he might transfer and give to us his wholeness. That moment of pain, whatever it might be that may have caused it, in Hebrews chapter 12, as we read, it says that it's, it's not joyful for the moment. It's not pleasant. Fact is, it can be literally overwhelming. Fact is, this same David said that, you know, there were times in life when he was almost overwhelmed. He says, I almost lost heart. Pretty extraordinary. He almost lost heart. No pain for the moment is pleasant. But God says there's an afterward. And this morning, he wants us to see that there is an afterward. That the moment, the time, and the length, he calls it just a moment, has a longer afterward 
Peter wrote this, that, you know, that we should not be surprised at the fiery trial that is about to test us as he wrote to them. We shouldn't be surprised at some events in life. But we should focus on the afterward. Afterward, it yields. Afterward, there is a harvest. Isn't that what yield means? Afterward, you will see the benefit. Romans 8, for we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. That is an afterward. When, you know, that, that moment of pain, when that moment of trial, when that moment of, of you know, out of the ordinary slips into your life, God says, I want you to know that I'm watching over it. And there is an afterward. It wasn't until the end of Job's life that he came to realize that the afterword of God far out uh, pays the beforeword. <laughs> And that's where we get the double blessing. See, Job's life afterward was a double blessing. And the prophets, you know, also uh, under the word of God talked about that God promises double blessing. So whether it's discipline, pain, or, or trial, none of that time is pleasant. There's a, there's a strange mystery of when it comes to affliction. We don't understand it. Seems out of character. Not only, you know, with how you've lived your life, but also sometimes out of character with God. The mystery. Of affliction. Those many things, you know what I mean, uh, that, that happen in the people of God's life, which at sometimes are dark and they're obscure. They don't make any sense. They do not have human rationale. Fact is, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians. Chapter 13, verse 12, he says, Now we see in a mirror, but then face to face. Now I know in part, and you know, it's, it's dark. But then I shall know. The afterward, he says there's going to cl be, clarity is going to be brought. 
to why the pain, to why the dark, why the obscure. It's interesting that God's book of providence is written in a language that we don't understand. We don't. Paul said it's perplexing. When the events happen and they take place in life, it's perplexing. It it, it really squeezes you. He said we're hard-pressed on every side. And a lot of times, you know, it may not fall into the category of, your, of, of our, our personal body, but it falls into the category, you know what I mean, of our, our emotions and our mind. Very challenging to our faith. Not to believe in God and not to believe that he's a savior, not to just simply believe that he's good, but, you know, where our faith rises up. understand God's language. I don't understand God's ways. But here's what he says. You may not understand the now, but you will see more clearly afterwards. Paul said it. We're perplexed. It's that, it's that time period in our life when we must wait and learn. And we read about the precious truths and, and the golden thoughts that lie in God's ways. Let me read that again. We must wait, learn, and read the precious truths and the golden thoughts. I know my thoughts toward you. Thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you a, you know, prosperous and peaceful end. That was the afterword. But God gave him the word about the afterward, you know, in the troublesome time. My thoughts are good. My plans, you know, are over the top. Absolutely. See, afterwards is the key. Afterwards is the key when you feel that you are being corrected by God. When God might be adjusting your life. Afterwards is the key when you are in the midst of a fire of test and challenge. 
afterwards is the key when you can't make head nor tails of what's going on and why it's going on. It's the key. When we read Romans chapter 8, it says that God will bring good from the storms that happen in our lives. God wants to be our refuge. Psalms 46. God is our refuge in the time of of trouble. Think that there's some rich blessings that come from the most painful and most unwelcome experiences. How many would say that the cross is an unwelcome and painful experience? Oh, hallelujah, but oh, the afterwards. The scripture does talk about that, that, those, those, uh, uh, that we might know him in the power of his resurrection. I don't think that, that he's just talking about, you know what I mean, when we finally leave this earth. I think that the afterwards, you know, is filled with resurrection power. The song that we sang is God takes dead things and he gives them life. When we're in the pain, when we're in the fire, when we're in the wilderness, when we're in the unknown, when we're walking with not having understanding, we're seeing things, you know, in their incompleteness. But in the afterward, the picture begins to take on some dynamics and dimensions that speak to our heart, our soul, and to our vision. He's telling us that we must wait before we can fully understand God's intention in them. Hallelujah. And I think that's why when the uh, scripture says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they'll have a perspective. Questions that have been unanswered all of a sudden will at least will begin to, you know, uh, have a degree of clarity. I don't think we'll ever have a full clarity because we see through a glass darkly now. But we'll begin to see that things more in their completeness rather than in their incompleteness. What's missing from this picture?
And isn't that, I think it's Romans chapter 5, he says, tribulation works patience. <laughs> Lord gives patience a chance to work, you know, and patience, hope, and hope, make it not ashamed of the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. It's that waiting period. When it doesn't turn out like you had expected, we sometimes get over-consumed. And God says this morning, there's an afterwards. There's an afterwards. See, in that completeness, it's not beautiful. Particularly, you know, sculpturing. Man, when they start out that sculpturing, you don't know if it's a chickadee or a bear. I mean, that's just how confusing it can be. Well, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11 says this. He has made everything beautiful in its time. If you will give God time, you won't be disappointed. Because he promises that after the storm, the sun will shine. Weeping may last for the night, but... Joy comes in the morning. You see, the afterword is a true, a much truer perspective than in the fire or under correction. <clears throat> in the natural. I think you'll agree with me on this, that when the storm has passed, there, there is a calm that is, that is deeper, you know, that, that it, it succeeds all the other calms when the storm passes. I love to be on the lake not in the storm, but after the storm has passed, when there is not a ripple. It's as smooth as glass, as they say. The afterward. The afterward. It's, it's the victor. It's the afterward, you know, that the banquet is set for our greatest battles. After you kill the lion, you get to eat the honey. Samson, 
is a great story of the lion and the, the honey. After you climb the hill of difficulty, you get a mountain view. The afterward. That's why he says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to what's taken place. Wait for the afterward. Because God is in charge of the afterward. And he also has a handle on what's going on in the before. Thank you, Jesus. In life we discover, and I asked my musicians to come this morning, in life we discover that there's a silver lining of holy light that, that, that beams when we get to the afterward. Yes. Because think about this. I think we call it the oxymoron. You know what I mean? A Christian has the best things last. For the Christian who's chosen door number one, even the worst things are afterward good things. Romans 8 and 28. It's amazing how God grows, you know, his riches by losses. Except a corn of wheat fall on the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it goes into the ground and dies, it discovers an amazing afterward. A harvest. Grows his riches by losses. The Christian rises by his fall, he lives by dying, and he becomes full by being emptied. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, there you get a little picture. You know, when he says, God's ways are not my ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts, and they're hired, etc. Right there. Gives you that insight that God does it different, but He does it perfect. Now, everything that He does is intended to turn out good, not because it is or has been good. He turns it 
the afterwards is God's blessed harvest. Think about it. Afterwards, it yields a glorious, God-blessed And I repeat the statement that I already made, but it bears repeating. Just as Christ's crucifixion was a dark moment, the resurrection was a defining moment that changes night into day. It is a picture of afterwards. A simple word, but a word of God. And let me just add this tonight, this morning, excuse me. Our extended family has just suffered a major loss. A loss of life. But there can be a divine relationship between grief and faith. Grief is a natural reaction to loss. The greater the loss, oftentimes the deeper the grief. In the painful moments, and I'm just talking, not talking about this situation, but in the painful moments, even with the hope of the afterward, there can still be pain in feeling of the loss. It doesn't mean that you don't have faith. Not at all. Grief and faith does not need to be separate. situations have to wait for the afterwards. Stand with me this morning. He's the God that heals the brokenhearted. Think about that. That, that life can be very damaging. situations, painful things, trials and tests can be very damaging. Very damaging. To such a point that 
that the very issue of life becomes cracked. And when it's cracked, oftentimes it doesn't, it has an inability to hold anything. poured in, but somehow, you know, I mean, it doesn't feel. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up the wounds. What an amazing process. To get us to the afterwards, there has to be some tender, gentle, loving care. Psalms 34 and 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. saves those who are crushed in spirit. Hallelujah. Afterwards. Am I making any sense this morning? Afterwards. Afterwards. You see the loss now. You feel the pain now. You raise the question now. But God says, wait till the afterwards. David, when he went to the house of the Lord and said, you know, I'd fainted until I went to the house of the Lord. You know what he saw a picture of? clarity came was the afterwards did you know that he said I saw the end sometimes I can't wait to get into my tomorrows because that's where my afterwards is at yeah I'm not trying to rush today but I'm sure trying to get to my afterwards. Give the Lord a praise this morning. There is an afterwards. There is an afterwards. Amen. Hallelujah. There's an afterwards, ladies and There's an afterwards. Amen. Only believe because all things are possible. Afterwards is possible. Amen. Praise God. Woo! <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Go with God because He's going with you. Amen. You're blessed. Amen. In Jesus' name.